Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, just when you thought the Lightning were dead in their Eastern Conference final, down two games to none and headed to Washington... Well, they came alive. The Bolts beat the Caps 4-2 on Tuesday night, and suddenly anything and everything is possible. Again, we'll break down Game 3 and tell you how the Stars came out on Tuesday in Washington. In the Tampa Bay Rays, they have a new pitcher. Uh, as my friend Berman would say, Anthony Rubberbanda. And he helped beat the Royals 6-5, to their second win in a row in Kansas City. All that and more on this Wednesday edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Verstick. Before we get started on this podcast, let me tell you about our sponsor, Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial. And as a listener to this podcast, you'll get a free audiobook. Just go to audible.com slash sportsday. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash sportsday for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Well, I know everybody is uh, anxious to know what Tom Jones wrote in the Tampa Bay Times after this uh, win by the Lightning And here are his first words. I'm not going to read you the whole column. But it was basically down, way down, pretty much out, pretty much given up for dead. That's how the lightning arrived in Washington. And that is true. Uh, As he went on to say, there's nothing you could take from those first two losses to make you think the Bolts had a chance in this series. But, Steve, man, the stars did come out. Start with the captain, Steven Stamkos, uh, ripping his one-timer on the power play for the first goal, Nikita Kucherov doing the same. How about Victor Hedman with two goal, with a goal and two assists? Or the kid, Braden Point, with a huge goal to make it 4-1. to one. And last but not least, Andre Vasilevsky, 36 stops, and that's after giving up 10 goals in just five periods in the first two games. And if you didn't know he had it in him, well, he did, and they needed it. Um, this was what you hoped for, uh, Steve, and that your biggest players play big. The stars came out tonight. You're absolutely right. No shots by Kucherov and Stamkos on the power oh. play. I mean, top shelf, not a chance in the world Holpe had it stopping those. Right by defenders who were kind of shielding him, too. Uh, just incredible shots. Uh, Hedman yes. was fantastic tonight. Uh, Vasilevsky was fantastic. Ovechkin and Kuznetsov had 21 shots between them. <laughs> just those Say two. Say that again. Think about that, man. Two guys on one line that they haven't been able to handle still – 21 of the 36 six shots, and they were all pretty good chances. Um, and Vasilevsky stopped uh, predominantly, I, I think, well, damn near most of them or all of them, right? I mm-hmm. mean, neither one of those guys scored. Yep. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they still haven't found an answer. I'll be honest with you, when this game started, Steve, they didn't, the, the Lightning did not have a shot for the first six minutes. I thought it was going to be more of the same. I thought they were being dominated. I, you know, they had trouble getting it out of their own zone. 
no shots on goal. I thought they it started. Very... The, I thought they started. The, they had they had the one shift that was it was about the third shift of the game. Um, right, they couldn't get out. Of they there, couldn't yeah. get out of their zone. But but other than that, mm. I thought. I mean, they weren't getting a lot of shots on net. But I thought they were carrying possession and 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 playing pretty well. Other than the one shift early on, um, and then they got the the power plays and they took advantage the of play, it, which yeah. they've done. But the good thing is tonight they got two uh, two five on five goals tonight. So that's right. three in the series now. Um, after scoring two tonight, so that that's a good sign. That's what really what you want. I mean, the power play you want to score, you want to create momentum. That's important. Sure. But your five on five play, which is what they dominated against Boston. I mean, that's that's why they manhandled Boston. Was Boston couldn't play them five on five, and Washington's right. and been dominating them in this series until tonight. Until Tuesday night, they only had I believe one goal full strength. Right. Correct. Correct. Uh, in the two games that they played, so yeah, that that was big. Um, but once they took over, once they got it going, man, Washington was sort of sort of on their heels. And in and, and watching the broadcast, um, a lot of comments sort of about how the Capitals, you know, it was, it was a here we go again. I mean, and this is, this is what Washington is known for. I mean, every Washington fan I know, um, it, you know, sort of is, is waiting for the sky to fall. And even though they, you know, went down and, and you know, won both games in Tampa and, you know, with, with a chance to win game three, I mean, if they take that at 3-0, you know the Lightning would have to win four straight, and you pretty much figure that's not going to happen. But um, and, and I know Washington. I mean, they didn't play their best game. I was kind of surprised though, just how you know people thought they were flat. I don't know if they were flat. I just think the Lightning played better. Yeah, I, th- I think it was. I think the Lightning's game was much better. It was much simpler. Um, they were definitely. You know, they even mentioned on the broadcast, the NBC crew, that you know Washington started trying to make a bunch of stretch passes and hope passes, and, right, right, and, and things they weren't doing in the first few games, which the Lightning mm-hmm. were making the smart plays and not trying those, which is what they were doing the first two games. Exactly. Um, you know, and they always say about the road. You know, you kind of keep it simple in that. And it's it's uh, the last nine games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The NHL put this out. The last nine games in the Stanley Cup playoffs, road teams are eight and one. That's incredible. Outscoring the home teams 33 to 13. That's just incredible. And and I, you know, there's something about the expectation that comes with playing at home that your fans are hyped Mm -hmm. up. You wonder if they play to the crowd a little bit too much. And on the other side of the ice, you know, you have a team that 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 just becomes sort of white noise. You know what I mean? The focus becomes a little a little better, I think. Um, You know, you don't want to give more momentum. They've already got the crowd into it as it is. Uh, and so maybe that's why you play, you know, simple, better hockey. But Mar- Marty uh, St. Other- Louis put an interesting tweet out tonight about this. And Did one, he? one of the advantages of playing at home is so when you send players on the ice, there's a mm-hmm. stoppage of play. The visiting team has to put their team on the ice first. So the home mm-hmm. team can then match that and say, okay, you put this line out, we're going to put, put these we're players out to match up. it. Yep. Marty St. Louis' tweet, and I'll, I'll read it here. My opinion. I used to love playing on the road because most of my coaches wouldn't worry about matching lines because they didn't have to, the last change. I always felt I played more on the road. Checkers on the road, chess at home. I like both, but checkers is more fun. <laughs> well, you just kind of play. You just and, and, and you know what he's saying is the coaches overthink it at home. Yeah. Instead of putting your Although, best players on the ice and let them play. Yeah. You know, your best I, players I may s- get less shifts because you're trying to match to a line where at, on the road you're just putting your players out there. Not whether he's right or not, I don't know. But in his opinion, it was easier to play on the road because you played more. Well, I would agree with the near Hall of Famer, but I will say that it, it looked like John Cooper did try a few different lines tonight. Um, 
and you can talk about sort of, you know, how he made some adjustments just to try to get them going. Was it Yanni Gord was playing? Well, some mind um, games, too. The morning skate, it was the normal lines. There was no changes at morning skate. Right, right. So come out tonight, and he starts with the Paquette-Callahan-Kunitz line. Mm-hmm. So that line, the fourth line, stayed the same. That's where he started. Mm-hmm. Then he puts out the Stamkos. Uh, no, no. Next he put out the Kalorn, uh, uh, Kalorn, right? Sorelli, and Miller. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Line. And so you said, whoa, Miller's out here. And then it was Palat with Kucherov and Stamkos. And then the point, Johnson, and uh, became Gord line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the lines were effective tonight, and they scored more five-on-five goals and, and played a much better game, um, shaking the lineup up a little bit. But he played some mind games where, you know, whether it actually affects it or not, I don't know. But, you know, he didn't show it at morning skate. It came out tonight, you know, and you had to wait till you saw the game to play, not even the, the, the starting lineup because you started your fourth line, which you didn't change. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good move by, by Coop. I mean, you wondered if there would be, you know, some response – if they would do everything the same, and, and they didn't. They mixed up a few things. Um, the other thing that, you know, the, in the keep it simple, stupid approach was it was, it was obvious that they're, they're, they had turned down a lot of shots. I think during the broadcast they said that they went back and Cooper or somebody uh, with the lightning had counted 23 chances that they turned down, chances to shoot the puck, put it on net, make a play. Instead, they were trying to, you know, make that perfect pass, set somebody else up. And tonight I thought, Steve, that they they really threw a lot of pucks on the net, as many as they could, and just and just tried to go hard, you know. And that sometimes that's the best way to go about it. Look, it doesn't. They don't count. You don't get bonus points for fancy goals. No, it goes in the net. It counts. Period. Yep. So that's it. And in the playoffs, you know, there's a lot of players will tell you this. You know, the best pass is a rebound. Dirty goals, yeah, yeah. Shoot for a rebound because that's when everyone's scrambling, and you get a lot more open mm-hmm. nets and a lot better, a lot cleaner shots than trying to fancy pass it. Right, right. And it was kind of that way on Braden Point's goal. I mean, actually, that was a weird one. It was like Tyler Johnson is behind Point, and he kind of shoves the puck underneath him, and he shoots it between the guy's legs. And um, it was a great goal uh, by Point, who's what you a know, strong goal, too. I mean, you know, for him to withstand, phenomenal. you know, I mean, you, you got a scrum kind of there and leaning on him, and he's not a big guy. Right. Um, but held his own and, and shot the puck through, and, and, you know, hope he didn't have a chance there. You can't see it. He screened. Yeah, it was – by the way, that's his uh, goal number six, I believe. Um, and since since game two of the Boston series, he's a plus seven. Remember how the uh, Boston series began with that line uh, in Braden Point. So that's how big this kid has played. Uh, like a wily veteran, and you know, I think I think it's important that you know when you get to these moments. Um, and Steven Stamkos said before the game, he called it a gut check time, and that's exactly what it was. You know, if you want to make this a series, you're down 2-0, having lost both at home. This was pretty much as close to a must-win as you're going to get uh, throughout these entire playoffs. And uh, you know, I think that. It's times like these that you need your best players. You know, you always want them to play big in the, in the postseason. Um, but we, you know, we re- began the playoffs wondering, you know, where is Stamkos? He hasn't really shown up in this series. A little bit in Boston. Well, he's he's been in this series from from the get go. Um, you can feel him when he's on the ice every single time. Kucherov is playing big, of course. I mean, and that's that's what they needed tonight. I mean, they or last night they needed the they needed their A players to play like A plus players. Um, and, and, you know, there really wasn't a drop-off from the Caps' front line, as you just mentioned, 21 shots. 
um, just between Ovechkin and, and um, uh, Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov, yeah, uh, him him alone. So you know they didn't they didn't take their foot off the accelerator, but you got a a, a much bigger effort and and just a winning effort from the the Lightning's big stars, and so that bodes well, I think, moving forward. I mean, when those guys are playing with confidence, when they're uh, becoming a problem, then everybody else sort of works around them, and, and you know that's when your depth um, and, and guys like Braden Point and the other lines uh, really come to play. I mean, Callahan and those guys did what they do. They they took the bodies. I mean, they were physical. Um, they created problems on on both sides, and um, they were terrific. And it's night. It's so funny. It's nights like these. You go well. Okay, then anything's possible. You know, it's a two-one series. Um, typically, you'd like to get you know, one out of the two, but now that you're down 0-2, you know, Thursday night becomes just a complete series changer. I mean, if there's any way that the Lightning come out and duplicate what they did uh, on Tuesday night, if they do that Thursday and they come back to Tampa 2-2. Yeah, if, it's a three-game series, series with home ice advantage. With home ice, yeah. You're looking yeah, you're looking at, um, you know, a chance that if you go seven, that's, that's when the home ice. Now, you know, at that point, both teams would have lost both their games on home ice. So I'm not so sure that that's much of an advantage, as you mentioned when you gave that stat about the playoffs. But at some point, um, you know, I think it will become one. And, and it, it is one in Game 7. You've talked about that, that no matter what happens in a series, a Game 7 is home ice advantage. Mm-hmm. A couple of worries about tonight. Uh, Stamkos in the third period on a Braden Coburn shot, took a, a puck Oof. off the knee. Uh, he did come yeah, back yeah. in the game. He had ice on it and was kind of wrapped in the the post game. Uh, and Tyler Johnson took a bad cross check late. Uh, he left the ice for a little bit. Did come back, uh, but uh, as uh, some people on Twitter were saying, uh, body maintenance day for Tyler Johnson tomorrow. Yeah, it was it? It got really chippy there at the end, as many of these games do. But man, Washington, do they have the reputation of just being a little dirty, <laughs> a little, you know? Well, like, the Tom Wilson does for sure. Tom Wilson does for sure. Um, and and it's funny because uh, he took a, a check in the he, first period from Strawman, yeah. and he's saying that the league needs to look at it and possibly suspend Strawman for it. Uh, yeah, right. it, it was an unStrawman like hit. It was uh, a bad play. You know, it I was mean, a bad. I mean, the the, the cross checker boarding in the back, but he kind of raised up and lifted too, which is not Strawman like, mm-hmm. which was kind of bizarre. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure the league will look at it. I don't. I don't think it's suspendable. Maybe he gets a fine for it. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting, the one on Tyler Johnson, because um, that's a couple hits of this series that he's had. Um, and, and, you know, that was a, a, a high, too. That's the thing. It was a high cross-check near the head area on both. Right. That, you mentioned Stamkos came back, but that's one of those that could feel worse the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on exactly what the problem is. but if it's uh, a- Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Bruise. I mean, that's that's okay. But yeah. But he did he did take a shot, and we know he's had troubles, you know, with his knees and yeah. And the shame you know, is he's you know he, there was injuries nagging him late in the season. We know he missed the last few regular season games. Um, mm-hmm. In the beginning of the playoffs, he did not look himself completely. Um, but it, lately, he's you can tell he's more healthy, and probably yes. those short series has helped that. I mean, two five game series has given him a lot more rest, which mm-hmm. can help. You know, it, it, he's definitely appeared much healthier in this series than the last two. Um, which is a good sign. You hope this doesn't hinder that now with a, a knee injury or a bruise or, you know, I assume it's just something like a bruise. But Right. Well, you know, for a day now, the Caps, they got more to battle than the Lightning. They're going to be battling same old Caps. And, um, you know, that that's just going to be the narrative in Washington. They've been through this before, not in the Eastern Conference Finals in about 20 years. But, uh, again, every Washington fan I know of every sports team up there is thinking exactly that, that – here they go. Boy, they really set us up this time. Eastern Conference Finals, win two on the road, come home, and, and we get, you know, what they're saying is not a good effort. I just, I think the Lightning played really, really well. Um, and I thought, you know, what had to happen in, in addition to, you know, guys like Kucherov and Stamkos and them, um, again, was Vasilevsky, who was so solid. And, and when you consider that, you know, no matter how it happened, 10 goals, 10 goals in five periods. Uh, would do a lot to shake a lot of goaltenders' confidence, especially one as young as he is. And I don't know that he could have been any more solid than he was on Tuesday night. He no, stopped he, a lot of tough. Oh, chances. he was fantastic. And they, you know, they had they gave up the one goal in the but the second period. But then the the in the third period, the other goal was a six on five goal. They had pulled their goalie, so right, it's kind of right. like a power. It's not a power, power play because you got more players on the ice, but they've got yeah. one extra attacker. Uh, for the man goal. advantage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and the other good thing tonight, I mean, the penalty kill. Yes. Um, you know, we know Washington's power play is lethal, much like Boston's was last last series, and the penalty kill tonight played very well. I mean, the Caps had – From three, the first one. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, they had several power plays, but, you know, many of them were just kind of – you know, they didn't get a ton of great chances and momentum from it um, most of the night. So um, Lightning's penalty kill tonight was fantastic, which is, you know, they definitely won the special teams battle getting two power play goals. Their penalty kill was good, and that helps mm-hmm. you win. Well, right now there is not a hotter um, power play than the Lightning's. Um, that's the one thing that they—they're smoking hot right now. Um, and so if they can keep that up and then play better five on five as they did, uh, that was the encouraging thing—is is the way they were able to uh, to match and actually better Washington. So we'll see. I mean, look, uh, so far so good. It's a series now. It's officially a series. It's coming back to Emily Arena. Um, that's got to be you know something that the Lightning can hang their hats on and their fans. And no matter what happens on Thursday, but a chance to tie this series. And if they do that, if if series has momentum, boy, they're going to have an awful lot when they get back here to Tampa. And the doubters will be out big time uh, for the Washington Capitals. So um, it's good. I'm glad we got a series. It's something that's going to be entertaining to watch. And, uh, you know, it's good to see those guys, you know, rise to the occasion. They've been such a good team all year that you figured that they, they weren't just going to lay down and, 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 you know, go down 3-0. Um, but they needed a big effort, and they got it, and they got it from all their their best players. So, game uh, would be game four on Thursday. Game four is Thursday, eight o'clock, and NBC Sports Network. And then games five, which will be at Amelie Arena, 
is at 7.15 on NBC right after the Preakness on Saturday. So NBC is happy they have their post-Preakness programming. Yeah, actually, that'd be great. And then you were uh, you did the watch party in Ybor City, right? Yeah, Ybor City was a watch party. They had three big screen TVs set up uh, in the middle of Seventh Avenue, which they had shut down all day. Um, Good crowd. Oh, great crowd out there. You know, had some threat of some rains. It sprinkled a little bit here and there, but nothing major. Um, great mm-hmm. crowd. The crowd, of course, excited about all the goals and and went nuts. And uh, you know, Lightning do a great job with those productions. If if you've never been out to a watch party that they do. Um, not only are they showing you know things on the TV, but they got the DJs going. They've got prizes. They've got the you know Greg Wolf's out there as the MC. They're playing goal calls. They've got the air horn for the goals. That you, you and the video production they do. I mean, it's top notch. It, it's a good time, and, and every round it gets bigger and bigger. Uh, and, and Thursdays will be at Curtis Hickson Park downtown. Well, the next time they do it in Ebor, they should just do it at the Rays Stadium. There you go. It's going to be right there. You go. Be yeah. right there, especially when the Rays. Are on the road, and how about your Tampa Bay Rays, man? They uh, they beat the Kansas City Royals again. Um, that's two in a row now. If you're keeping score at home, um, they tried to blow this not, one. Yes, they did. They absolutely did. It was a, a game that they, I think they had in hand either three to one, four to one, uh, I believe it was at one point. But uh, much like much like the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, the scores were kind of following each other a little bit for a while there. But uh, the big story of the night was this left-hander, Anthony Banda. Uh, rubber Banda. I just, you know, Berman was around. This is his nickname, right? Anthony mm-hmm. Rubber Banda. Absolutely. He's got a rubber arm. Uh, he went five innings. He gives up two runs. This cat, man, looks like he's he's a smooth. He's got a very smooth delivery, a very live arm. Remember when Matt Moore first came up and he was throwing like 97, 98 every time he threw a fastball and he had that devastating changeup? Well, this is sort of what Banda has. Banda has just a live arm, lots of movement. Uh, just challenges guys, and then and then he's got this dead fish changeup um, to work off of that ninety five ninety seven. It is it is fun to watch him pitch, and um, he was the big piece. You know, everybody wondered uh, that, it, that the Rays were sort of clearing house in the off season. This was going to be the fire cell, and the, everybody's antenna went up when Steven Souza Jr., who was their MVP from the previous year, was traded to Arizona. Well, now we know why. This is the guy. Uh, that they could not turn down, which is Anthony Banda. And um, when you saw him pitch, you got a pretty good idea of, uh, of just what, what they see in this kid. And I guess now, as they move on to Anaheim, they got a game uh, to, this afternoon at 2.15 uh, to wrap up the Kansas City series, and then they go to Anaheim. And Banda apparently is going with them, so a uh, chance that he may start, like, on what, Sunday, I think? Sunday would be his day. They have not committed to him starting, but he is on the trip with them to Anaheim and is staying with the team. He's not being sent back down to Durham. Right, exactly. Um, but but the Rays did try to blow it. Uh, their bullpen, you know, wasn't the lockdown that it needed to be. Uh, and, in fact, the Royals tied this game 5-5. Um, then it was uh, the Rays, you know, scratching out a uh, a run Denard Span uh, with a uh, I guess a what a hit to to center field or C J Crone popped out and then uh, eventually it came down to uh, Joey Wendell singling home Johnny Field yep. with the raise up six five and Johnny Venters gets the win so his first win in many years uh, obviously oh, he's such a great story pitching yeah. for the first time in years uh, this year so uh, he yeah, got he got story. the win in the night or in the, he pitched a scoreless eighth so. As the right. Ray scored in the ninth to win it. And then uh, the bad news is, however, Matt Duffy 
uh, back on the shelf a little bit. He had to leave the game with hamstring tightness. That's the last injury he had. Uh, and he's been swinging a hot bat. I mean, he's come back up and hit the ball very, very well. Uh, had a couple RBIs the previous night. And so he had to leave the game. And then uh, Gomez also has a groin strain, I guess. Yeah, he left with so a groin. That, both, both are day-to-day. Both didn't seem too serious after the game. But, you know, time will yeah. The only thing about the hamstring is, as Levy Smith was saying, oh, Rick, a hamstring? That Rick, there's no – you don't know what's going with a hamstring. That could be five weeks. That could be – was oh, this like know, a high ankle sprain in hockey? Because that's what high ankle sprains are the worst in hockey. So, yeah, I don't know. Hamstrings are weird, um, but the tight, you know, hamstring tightness. He he tweaked that thing. The fact that he had it before is probably not a good sign that it's bothering him again. But um, we'll see what happens to Matt Duffy. They certainly need his bat in the lineup. So they play uh, two fifteen as I mentioned this afternoon, final game of the series, and it's on Anaheim. Jake Faria against the Angels. Jason Hamill, former Ray. Uh, not doing so well this year. He's 0-4 with about a six-something ERA. So that's what's going on uh, with them. Also in baseball, did you see this? Robinson Cano, don't you know? Wow. 80-day, 80 80-game, 80 I'm sorry, 80-day, 80 yeah. 80-game suspension for PEDs. Yeah, he Yikes. took a uh, masking agent, um, one that's used to pretend. So the thing about that is so he, he got busted for taking a masking agent. When you're busted for those, you're not suspended automatically. No. They now go through a process, and baseball has basically determined he was using it to mask something. And he was appealing it. He has now dropped the appeal, and that's why it became public today. Um, He says he, you know, took it while he was in the Dominican Republic. A doctor gave him something. He didn't realize he shouldn't have, you know, Mm -hmm. the usual spiel. It's usually the Dominican Republic that causes these problems from back to A-Rod and everybody else. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, because you can buy that stuff down there. It's not illegal. Let's start there, okay? Like there used to be a lot of that steroids coming through Mexico and San Diego too, when uh, you know when guys used it out there. Um, but yeah, that's that's part of it. Listen, Robinson Cano is a first ballot Hall of Fame player. I mean, from a statistical standpoint, there's no in my mind at least he has is he a now? really good chance. Is he now? Not now. I mean, look, steroids have gotten all these guys. Tell me which steroid guys made it to the Hall of Fame. I mean, this really, really will damage his his legacy, his career. Um, you know, how do you deny it? I mean, how do you say, well, yeah, I screwed up. I was taking something. I didn't know it was a, a masking agent. I mean, I, I guess he's got a few years to, to claim his innocence. But, um, you know, and then from a financial standpoint, not that anyone's having a telephone for him, he makes $25 million a year. But he's gonna, this is going to cost him about $11.5 bucks. And then, you know, you're sitting here, if you're Seattle – you're wondering, okay, well, we still, I think they still have almost $100 million left on this contract. So um, not having Robinson Cano, who, would, who was rehabbing anyway, I guess he has uh, had a broken, was there a broken wrist or something like that? Um, some kind of issue. But uh, in any event, um, not having him in the lineup for the rest of the year you know, certainly hurts their team and hurts Robinson Cano. But, yeah, I, I mean, I know people that are, that are baseball writers that vote for the Hall of Fame will not vote for a player that's been touched by steroids. You know, again, assuming that a lot of guys have done it, um, not many have been caught lately because the suspensions are so punitive like this one. And so Robinson Cano now, uh, I think he'll be he'll be stained the way, um, you know, A-Rod and and, um, Barry Bonds and a lot of those, you know, Roger Clemens are a lot of guys that haven't been busted for it. And right. 
Yeah, exactly. And he well, has. Yeah, so that's, and he has. You know, so, yeah, there you go. A lot of the guys that are being kept out of the Hall of Fame were not busted for steroids. They're Never just tested accused positive. Of They're accused of it. Right. Well, their hat size went from seven, well, four, uh, to seven and five eighths. But I'm not yeah. saying they didn't use it. I'm saying that <laughs> no, I you know. have no proof. You're right. You have no proof except you don't believe what you're seeing. I don't believe what I just saw. So, yeah, I mean, and, and I think Cano's in that boat as well. Well, it was an exciting, exciting uh, game three for the Lightning, and they are back in this series, and I know the Lightning fans got to be pumped about that, and they'll have another chance to see their team at least uh, in a uh, in a game six in Emily Arena. Game five. Um, game five. Game five in Emily Arena, yep. which will be yeah, which will be great for them, um, and I'm sure it'll make a lot of people happy here in Tampa that that's going to be the case, and maybe they come back tied 2-2. We'll have to see, so... Uh, listen, we're, we're glad that you're with us. We're here every Monday through Friday, um, and we're going to be following the Lightning and previewing, uh, of course, uh, their next game on Thursday night. Uh, so you want to stay tuned for that. Also, uh, on, um, I guess it would be Wednesday, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a chance to talk with uh, Mike Smith, the Bucks' defensive coordinator. We have not spoken to him since they made all those changes on defense and on the defensive line. We have access to the defensive coaches, uh, today and then tomorrow on Thursday, we'll have a chance to talk to the offensive co- coaches as well as offensive coordinator Todd Munkin, who is now a full-time offensive coordinator, no longer coaching receivers. So you want to be uh, want to stay tuned for that and those interviews, as well as um, we still have stuff left over from the rookie mini camp. We'll hear from some rookies, uh, do a little bit of NFL to mix in with uh, getting you ready uh, for what will be a pretty exciting, I would think, game four of uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, you can always reach us on Twitter. We appreciate the feedback. You can get us at SportsDayTV, at SportsDayTV, or you can reach me at NFL Stroud, or you can email me at rstroud at tampabay.com. Love for you to rate and review this podcast. Where can they get this podcast, Steve? So anywhere you get podcasts from, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or the files are on SoundCloud, or you can always go to tampabay.com slash sports. Latest episodes are always posted there, too. So we appreciate you listening. It's a very early morning as we do this podcast. Yes, we're we, off to uh, bed. Wanna, we, are, we are headed to sleep, so do not call us after you listen to this, please. We'll talk to you in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. For Steve Versnick, have a great early morning, afternoon, or wonderful Wednesday, however you want to say it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.